Hola, I'm Beatriz Pisano, and from Aluna Theater we bring you Radio Aluna Theater. Stories by playwrights and pioneers of Latin Canadian theater. This podcast is also available in Spanish. Bienvenidos to episode two of Madre, written by me, Beatriz Pisano. In the first episode, we saw Julia deteriorating rapidly. She's immersed in memories. She can't distinguish between dreams, reality, and the memory land. Her daughter, Angela, is in Toronto, but soon realizes that something is wrong. So she decides to come back home. When she arrives in Medellin late that night, she finds Julia's apartment in a terrible state, and she knows something is very wrong. Mom! Angela, you scared me. Was I dreaming that you had just arrived? It's me, flesh and bone. Well, you're so much older, not so small. Old and fat. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, no, don't be silly. I'm so happy. When did you get here? A short while ago. I must have fallen asleep. I didn't want to wake you up. Why is that music still going on? Friday night? It's Tuesday. Oh, well, any reason to celebrate in this country. We should call the police. They don't care about a party. They are busy dealing with the guerrilla. Angela goes toward the antique clock and stops herself. I forgot. It doesn't work. It stopped at five o'clock. The very moment Jorge took the angel's flight. As if time knew. Coincidence, Mom. It's just a clock. So it wasn't me. Thank God. I was worried of having to face Donna Anna and give her the news that I had broken the thing that belonged to her mother. Grandma's dead, Mom. Ages ago. I know that. I, I meant to tell her up there, in heaven. I can't believe you're here. Why didn't you tell me you were coming? I did. I would never forget a thing like that. You must have dreamt about it. It happens to me all the time. I dream something and then I wake up and I don't remember whether it really happened or not. Yeah, sure you're right. Sorry I missed your birthday. Oh, well, who cares about getting older? Fifty-five is nothing to celebrate. <laughs> you're 70, Mom. <laughs> Says who? Your birth certificate. Huh. Ah, well, a few more years here and there. You missed Mother's Day. They can't allow them to have the music that loud at this time. I'm sure my TV is loud sometimes. You know, when you live alone, you have no one to talk to. It's not good living alone, is it? And what am I going to do? Find another husband? <laughs> Who is going to look at me? If I was ugly when I was young, imagine how good I look now with all these wrinkles. <laughs> you were not ugly. I know, que pereza. Can you imagine having to deal with another husband? Maybe we could think of you living with someone else. Are you moving back? 
I, I mean someone else. Who? Someone who could help you. A maid? That's an idea. And who's going to pay for it? I live off a widow's pension. Minimal wage. They threaten us every day, saying that the government is going bankrupt and that we won't see another peso. They can't do that. Ay, Angela, you haven't lived in this country for more than 20 years. You don't know what it's like. We could figure it out. Oh, no, no. Not having to deal with another woman in here, it's the only thing I enjoy about being poor nowadays. This is a small apartment. I clean it myself. It gives me something to do. It's not good living alone, Mom. Especially now. What's different now? You're getting older. And wiser. Do you get out much? To buy food, ergo ben, and rice for the birds. You used to have so many friends before Dad died. And now... Your father didn't leave me a peso. Couldn't keep up with them. The golf games, the lifestyle. I'm glad that part of my life is over. You don't even talk to your sisters anymore. They're either dead or about to expire. Flora isn't. Flora, the queen? She has all her daughters attending to her. She did have a big family. It helps. She doesn't like me. That's not true. Oh, it's an old dispute. She used to be jealous of me because I did crossword puzzles with her husband when he was still alive. I knew how she felt, but I liked puzzles so much and we had so much fun that I didn't care. She hates me. She doesn't. I'll tell you something that I've never told anyone because I'm very proud. A little while ago, I had no money to finish the month. I asked her for a loan, and in a very cold voice, she said to me, I don't have any money. You should have never gone to Europe and thrown away all the money you had. As if I ever wanted to go on that trip. Why didn't you tell me that you were struggling so much? Because you struggle too. I could have figured out a way of sending you more money. I can go back to teaching Spanish. You hated that. And why are we discussing something so stupid? There's no problem. I exaggerate. I talk too much. A doctor told me it was very good for old people living alone to talk aloud. It keeps you from losing your mind. I have my home. I don't need anyone or to go anywhere. I'm so happy you're here. Which doctor? One I saw a long time ago. I drove there myself. You haven't had a car since Dad died. Well, since then. Are you eating? You're very skinny. After having been fat when I was younger... I don't remember you ever being fat. Well, women always see themselves as fat. We should take you for a checkup. Oh, I don't want to spend money on stupidities. What for? I only suffer from headaches. So how long are you staying for? It depends. I might stay for a little while. Really? Are you already tired of me? No, don't be silly. But what is your husband going to say? I'm not married, Mom. Well, I know that you are not married. People in those countries do things differently. I'm so proud of you. You know, some people think I'm a snob. The other day, this woman says to me, I, you think you are so important because your daughter lives in the USA. So I said, for your information, Toronto is in Canada, not in the United States. Don't be such an ignorant. <laughs> and how would I not be proud when my daughter is married to the president of Canada? <laughs> I'm 
not married to the president of Canada. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Was it husband number two I was thinking about then? The one your dad didn't like? He didn't? Are you sure you didn't tell me that? If I were married to the president, I wouldn't have to worry about money. If you were, then you could come and visit me more often instead of every three years. It's so expensive to fly here, right? Yeah. I have told that lie to everyone I know. What are we going to do? Well, I don't want to take it back. They'll have another excuse to say that I invent things. I wonder where I got that. Why are you here? I came here to see how things are. How you are. Maybe we need to help you make a few changes. I don't like changes. So why are you here? I came to see... to visit. Well, I'm glad. I'm really tired. Oh, I haven't entered your bedroom in such a long time. I don't think your bed is made. I'll manage. Why don't you sleep in the bed with me? No, it's okay. You used to sleep with me when you were little. I did. Hmm. Well, good night. I have this feeling that something is about to happen. Life. Every time one has everything organized and in control, something comes along to mess it all up. Three weeks later, Angela is cleaning and organizing the apartment. Julia wakes up and she looks disoriented. Mom, why are you putting the rubber gloves in the fridge? And the soap? Napkins? Toilet paper? What are you doing here? When did I arrive? Why are you upset? You've always been angry with me. That's not true. Uh-huh. I know why. I'm not mad. I said angry. Words. When did I arrive? You're leaving. I just got here. You're leaving, but you don't want to tell me because I'll get sad. I'm not leaving yet. Ah, but you're leaving. Why are you putting everything in the fridge? Isn't that thing for putting away things? Not those. Mom, go and get dressed. We have a doctor's appointment. Is there anything wrong with you? No. No, it's for you. Just a checkup. Did anyone tell you I was sick? Flora, the queen? Mom. Because there's nothing wrong with me. Headaches are my only problem. And the doctor told me to just go have an aspirin and the ergobin. Ergobin is a very strong drug, Mom. He told me they had improved it, that it wasn't as strong anymore. They did, yes, take it off the market for a while, but all of us migraine sufferers demonstrated outside the pharmacy and they brought it back. Great. The migraine sufferers are the only ones that have changed anything in this country. I'm not a liar. Get into the shower, Mom. Oh, I already had one. See, my hair is still wet. It's not, and you haven't had a shower. I was up before you. Are you saying I'm dirty? The taxi will be here in three. And please, stop unearthing the past. I'm tired of putting everything back in its place. My, my hairbrush. I have been looking for it all morning. Oh, you're making a big mistake. Mom, you haven't had a shower yet. I'm not sick, Angela. Think carefully. 
You are a very intelligent woman, but you're behaving stupidly. Mom, I'm here to help you. I'm warning you. I'm not letting anyone take me away from my house. You're becoming a little forgetful. Oh, you I've always been forgetful. I can see what's going on. Someone has gotten it into your head that I'm not well. I want to know who. No one is saying that you have to leave your... Let me give you some advice. I never forgave myself for putting my mother in a home, even if she never loved me. I won't let that happen to me. Mom, you don't even remember that I have been here for three weeks. Something is happening to you. We need to see a doctor. Maybe they can give you some medication to help you. No, no, I won't go to sleep again. No one is going to put you to sleep. I won't be put to sleep again. I'll jump from that balcony before anyone takes me away from my home. Your father showed me the way. Do you hear me? Angela waits nervously for Dr. Espinosa to join Julia in the examination room. The receptionist is on the phone. Patri, piénsalo bien. Una mujer no se puede dejar envejecer. En Colombia no hay mujeres feas. Solo las pobres que no pueden pagar la cirugía plástica. Víctor tiene el dinero, solo que es un chip. Yo conozco un cirujano plástico baratísimo. No, las gringas no son mejores. Boobs son boobs. Excuse me, can I see the doctor? Now? Ay, querida, espérame un momento. She will call you when she's ready. Amiga, el amor es para la clase media. Es lo que dice la doctora Espinosa. Y su novio, Younger. Okay, enough of this. Angela walks into Dr. Espinosa's office. Señora! Foreigners. Ay, amiga, 15 años. Julia is alone in the examination room. She's afraid. I feel like I've already lived all this. All the things I'm about to go through. Dr. Espinosa and Angela enter. Before we go any further, let me tell you I'm very upfront. I don't mean to disrespect you, but I don't like people discussing me behind my back. If there's something to be said, just tell it to my face. Relax, Doña Julia. We're just going to do a checkup. I don't need one. Your daughter wants to make sure that you are in good health. Well, she doesn't live here, so she doesn't know what goes on in my life. When were you born, Julia? You should never ask a woman her age. I might be old, but I'm still very conceited. What day is today, Julia? The same as the one I woke up in. I don't keep track. When you live alone, it doesn't matter. My days are all the same. You are very skinny, Doña Julia. Are you eating? It's better for older women to be skinny. My mother was a potato woman, very fat. It took three people to be able to turn her. All those bed sores. She didn't even know who I was anymore. What did she die of? Old age. Was your mother in a home when she died? No. She came home to die. We found out they were hitting her because she wouldn't obey. An old woman has the right to disobey. How long ago was that? A long time ago. There are very good places nowadays. 
Really? It's hard to know what people hide behind a smile. Every time I went to visit her, everything was perfect. Anybody can pretend to be nice. Why all these questions? I just want to know about your family. It's history. History is very important. Who are we without it? Have you had any major surgeries, illnesses? She had her ovaries removed. My balls. After giving birth? I don't know when. She's not my real mother. Aren't I? I'm adopted. She only had one child of her own. Enough of this. Why don't you join us at reception when you're ready? Julia is left alone. But this examination triggers a buried memory of when she gave birth and found herself at home with no baby in sight. Young Julia listens to her mother, Donna Anna, talk to Leonila. Leonila, Leonila, come here. Did she eat? Muy poco. We'll wake her up once a day for a few hours, until she forgets. A woman doesn't forget, Doña Ana. What do you know? You're a peasant. Solo sé que no se olvida. Are you a doctor now? The dreaming cure is the latest. It makes the patient forget the immediate sadness. Burn anything that may remind her. Photographs, baby clothes. It never existed. Understood, Leonila. Go. Jorge? Jorge! Confused, young Julia calls Jorge. But Dona Ana enters. Stajita! You don't want to cause more pain to your husband. Where's my baby? You're lucky Jorge will stay with you. Where is my baby? You are a woman. You have no choice. You must speak to the doctor. You must ask what... Where is my child? Morta. I don't understand when you speak that language. Dead! A society woman without children. Que tragedia. Young Julia confronts Julia. I had a little girl. Yes. Did I kill her? I had a contraction. We went to the hospital. Everything was going so well. Maybe she was born cross-eyed like Jorge and he and the doctor did something. Jorge would never want a child like that. He wore glasses to cover it up. No, Julia, think you are a very intelligent woman. Ask Jorge. He left. What did you do to him? I fought with him before he went to the bank. He never came back. Donna Ana was right. He never really loved me. A mother knows. <gasps> Ask her. Morta. Then how am I going to find out? I don't know. What kind of, of mother am I? Angela and Dr. Espinosa talk outside. She has dementia. Alzheimer's is a form of it. Women tend to suffer more from it than men do. It's hard for the family, but your feelings are different from hers. How? They're in and out. 
Any changes will scare her very much right now. Another country could really kill her. It's my opinion that she should be institutionalized. <laughs> She's not that bad. Is she? There are times when the woman you know will be there, and others when you are just talking to the illness. Now, there's uh, only one place that will take her with her condition. Uh, but she must commit herself voluntarily. She would never accept that. If you leave it for when it gets worse, the only choice you will have is a mental hospital. I can't do that to her. I'll give her some tranquilizers and medication for the memory. It is a new drug. It costs a fortune. See if the insurance will cover it. We'll move her into a new home just before you return to Canada. If she refuses, then we'll have to sedate her. Go home and put away all sharp objects. Julia and Angela get into a taxi. Me gusta marihuana, me gustas tú. Me gusta colombiana, me gustas tú. ¿Qué voy a hacer, mi corazón? Me gusta la montaña, me gustas tú. Me gusta la noche. Medical insurance office in the Avenida del Poblado, please. A la orden, señora. You're leaving. I'm not leaving. You're leaving, but you don't want to tell me. I'm not leaving yet. Ah, but you're leaving. This music is giving me a headache. Would you like a Nergo Ben? Are you crazy? That stupid pill is probably the one that's fucked up your memory. You can't go around giving that pill to people. I give it to whoever has a headache. Why are you so angry with me? I'm not mad. I said angry. I'm a little absent-minded. I'm old. It has happened to humans for centuries, you know. Don't we have a right to age? Right, senor? What did you say, senora? That doctors love to invent illnesses to make us spend money. And we, the poor, have no choice. Yeah, don't get me started, senora. We're supposed to have insurance, but it doesn't pay for the medication we need. Imagine. A pill for the memory. They invent such stupidities. <laughs> In Medellin, we all have bad memory. I was just listening on the radio. We are the most with, with that thing, you know, the, the thing where you forget. What is it called? See, I, I'm forgetting already. Uh, where you lose your memory. Alzheimer's. That one! That's the latest fashion with the doctors. Mm, they were also saying that if you suffer from depression, you're more likely to get it. But who isn't depressed in this country? With all this violence? Excuse me, why are we stopping? They just exploded three bombs at the university. Again? I knew it. Nobody believes me. I tell you, when everyone was crying for the Twin Towers, I said to myself, yes, very sad. But in Colombia, that many people are killed every other week. And the world is not crying for us. No wonder we want to forget. Much later, Angela and Julia emerge from the insurance office defeated. My mom is not a drug dealer! I may be absent-minded, but I'm not a mafiosa. Seriously? How can you guarantee us that you won't get the drug and sell it on the streets? There are people in this country with worse conditions than forgetting? She was being difficult. She was being a bitch. And what is it that we need? A pill that will help you with your memory. They come up with such stupid things. Mom, 
You have Alzheimer's. Are you sure? Days later, Angela and Julia are seeking a second opinion. How are you, Doña Julia? Older than a cemetery lock. <laughs> when I was younger, I could remember anything, whether it had happened or not. Soon I shall be so I cannot remember any but the things that never happened. It is sad to go to pieces like this, but we all have to do it. <laughs> you are a poet, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. I haven't heard that word in a long time. You're a young man, no? How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Any guess? You're a poet. What else can I say? <laughs> Thank you, Doña Julia, but I am but a humble doctor. Mark Twain's words, not mine. I wouldn't be able to memorize all that. Remembering is a fascinating thing, Doña Julia. It is suffused with emotions. Suffused? <gasps> what a beautiful word. And in some obscure ways, it is connected with dreaming. De verdad? Si, claro. Walk for me. Very good. And how are you feeling nowadays, Doña Julia? Así, así. Why? People don't like me anymore because I've become absent-minded, so I lower my head all the time. Who doesn't like you? <coughs> Mom. Wait until they get there. We're all getting old. Te recorderai, as my mother would say. They'll remember me. I hope we never forget you, Doña Julia. Push your hands apart. And tell me, do you take much ergoben? Once in a while. A lot. That's a very strong drug. If you were a Coca-Cola, we would have to watch out for addiction. Now you can indulge. And tell me, Doña Julia, what do you remember now? Recent things? Only important ones. What year is this? The year of disasters. Haven't you heard? One watches the news and it's all about death. The last thing we need is for that bush to invade us. Or Chavez, imagine that one, thinking he's Simone Bolivar. It's like me thinking that I'm Manuelita Signs. Oh, I wish. <laughs> is there anything that makes you afraid, Julia? No, I'm not afraid of anything. Well... Well, the only thing would be if something happened to my daughter. You should go and live with her in Canada. Oh, it's too cold up there. And she has her own life. An important husband. I'm not married. Who wants to live with a mother-in-law? I'm not one of those women. When you have worked all your life, it's only fair that you rest when you get old. It's your children's time to take care of you. Oh, things are different in those countries. You will start needing some help soon. We all do. And tell me, Doña Julia, do you think about dying? I think of heaven as something so boring. Imagine yourself all day long sitting around listening to flute music. Que pereza. <laughs> <laughs> You're a happy woman. Thank you, Coca-Cola. You're so nice. Uh, I am a little slow nowadays. Madre, take all the time you need. You've earned your right on this earth. The young doctor helps Julia get off the table. He talks to Angela in private. She's not all that bad. 
She's still with us? Of this world? As soon as we leave this office, she won't remember we've ever been here. Since I arrived, she's gotten worse. It's as if she was disintegrating before my own eyes. How did she manage until now? You're here. She feels safe. She can let go now. She knows she's not alone anymore. She's a very courageous woman. Can the medication help? Nothing will bring memory back. And don't let anyone try to sell you drugs just because they come from the USA. In my opinion, you will kill her by putting her in a home. Imagine you walk into a large empty room and someone turns off all the lights. You walk around, but the room is so big you can't find the walls, the one and only point of reference. Terrifying, isn't it? You know, if I wasn't a doctor, I would have chosen to be an architect. In my ideal world, I would design houses with an attached apartment where the old parents could live. We shouldn't abandon the elders, give them to someone else to take care of them. She would be better off being taken care of by you. Your mother needs love. In an ideal world, I could afford an expensive medication which may or may not make any difference to my mother's illness. But just knowing it exists makes me have to choose. Choose whether I give her medication or a place to live. Choose whether I let her die in an apartment by herself or kill her by putting her in a home. Thanks for your professional opinion. Later that night, Julia sits alone in the living room. She looks into the mirror and sees the young Julia holding a baby's booty. My little girl is gone. I could have believed Jorge loved me even if I was the ugly one. I could have stayed awake. I could have believed I could be a mother. Before women get married and have children, they should take classes on how to be a mother. It's something that must be learned. Angela notices her mother is talking to someone. What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to understand. You would make a great mother. Motherhood is overblown, mother. Oh. Looking back at my life as a woman, I can tell you that it doesn't matter if you have a child or not. But if you choose to be a mother... Did you choose to be a mother? <laughs> Jorge and I never really talked about it. I just assumed it would happen like it did for my mother. I, what am I doing on this earth? <laughs> this part should be cut. Rip out these pages. Wouldn't it be great to die? Jorge showed me the way. Don't say that. No, no. I couldn't do something like that. Such a selfish act. I believe. And this is the end of part two of Madrid. Written and translated by yours truly, Beatriz Pisano. Part 3 will be available next week. In this episode you heard 
Marsha Bennett as Julia, Kim Nelson as Angela, Margarita Valderrama as Young Julia, Carlos Diaz as the taxi driver, Rosalba Martini as Dr. Espinosa and Donna Anna, Monica Garrido as Leonila and the receptionist, Augusto Beter as the young doctor. Direction by Carlos Diaz, sound design by Thomas Ryder Payne, production and editing by Charles Kichaba and Aidan Mickman, dramaturgy by Emma Tibaldo, translation support and script coordination by Bruce Gibbonsfell. Season 1 theme music by Brandon Valdivia. Radio Luna Theater is produced by Aluna Theater with the generous support from the Metcalf Foundation, the City of Toronto, the Canada Council for the Arts, the Ontario Arts Council, the Toronto Arts Council, and Playwrights Workshop Montreal, Glasgow Residency Translation in Tarusac. Aluna Theatre is Beatrice Pisano, Trevor Schwellnus, with Sue Ballant and Giannamis. For more information about Aluna, visit us at alunatheatre.ca, follow Aluna Theatre on Twitter or Instagram, or simply like us on Facebook. Until next week. <laughs>